Welcome to AB3 Speaks with Monica Antakia, the podcast on academic business and branding, where we talk about planning, building, running, and growing a business as Black academic women who want to share their knowledge with the world. I'm Takia Nur Amin, academic success strategist, dance scholar, and lover of all things luxury. I'm Monica A. Coleman, professor, religious leader, and mom to an active growing kid. We have over 25 years combined experience of sharing our academic knowledge beyond the classroom, and we're telling you all the things we wish someone had told us. We will share our values-led ways of monetizing your advanced education in today's global marketplace and highlight Black academic women who are doing this with excellence and flair. So stay hydrated. Make sure you have something to write on and write with because class is in session. Well, this week, we want to talk a bit about why academics, like why do academics need a different business and branding conversation than maybe non-academics? Why do we think that we have to kind of tailor something to academics and not just to academics, but to Black academic women? You want to talk a little bit about this, Takia? Yeah, I think it's important for us to really address that um, we're focused in on this particular niche community not just because it's our own identities, you know, we're both Black women, we're both academics, we're both committed entrepreneurs, but because it's important to be honest, I think, with our audience about these commitments and our experience, as well as what we've observed and learned over our combined years of working at this particular intersection. Well, one of the reasons why we want to talk particularly to academics or one thing that we think academics really need to keep in mind as we're pursuing our entrepreneurial dreams for some of us building out our entrepreneurial endeavors is that we have to maintain a kind of credibility, right? We, you know, sometimes if you're an entrepreneur and you're not an academic, you can just throw a whole bunch of things at the wall and see what sticks, right? In some ways, that's part of the experimental process is just throwing ideas out there, trying different processes, trying all different kinds of uh, marketing and that kind of thing. And that's fine. For academics, we also need to maintain a kind of credibility that allows us to stay in the academy. That if our colleagues are found out about this, our chairs found out about it, they know about it, that we still have the same kind of credibility we would want to have as professionals, as academics, as professors. And that's because many of us still have academic jobs while we have a business. And even for those of us who are full-time business people who are not in the academy on a full-time basis, and we'll hear a lot about this as we continue to talk about and highlight other Black academic women entrepreneurs, most of us still have a foot or a toe in the academy, right? We might still be teaching part-time. We might still be visiting professors here and there. We're still going to academic conferences, right? We still have a guild. We still have a CV. We haven't moved from our CV to, you can find my bio on the website, right? Of course you can find our bio on the website, but we still have a CV. We became academics because we actually enjoy the nerdy thing of whatever it is that we do. We enjoy the science of it, the humanities, the social science. We really like this field and we still want to 
consider ourselves peers with the other people who are in our guild. And so we're thinking about credibility and how we're going to maintain that kind of credibility. And for some of us, it even includes conversations about conflicts of interest, right? And where that kind of academic credibility and academic commitments and sometimes even institutional commitments overlap or don't overlap with what we're doing in our business. And so those are the kinds of things that we're going to talk about that you probably wouldn't have to talk about if you weren't also in the academy or also affiliated with institutions of higher education. I agree. Um, it's important, I think, for Black academic women who are interested in or have already begun to test the waters around entrepreneurship to cultivate identities whereby we can still move with credibility throughout higher education. Higher education is an industry. It's an industry with norms and expectations, just like any other. And it's important that if we want to maintain a job in higher education, if we want to step out and come back, re-enter the industry, that we have reputations and credibility that allow us to do so, that we are still seen um, as credible and recognized amongst our peers. And that requires that we think just a little bit differently about how we hang out a shingle or announce to the world that we are working at this intersection of monetizing our knowledge and growing a business. It's also important to understand that there is sometimes in the world of online business or entrepreneurship, sometimes there is a real cultivated hostility around higher education, a kind of practiced, um, consistent anti-intellectualism that one can run into when trying to take a workshop or learn from someone about building um, out their entrepreneurial endeavor. I know in my experience, I was usually surprised when I signed up for somebody's workshop or somebody's, I'm taking this way back, somebody's online teleconference. <laughs> Some of us remember those. Remember conference call lines. <laughs> right? 1-800-whoever, enter the passcode. And, you know, <laughs> I'm signing up for someone's conference call or someone's workshop or whatever about online business. And suddenly I'm being treated to discourse about the failure of higher education and how useless academic degrees are and how it doesn't matter how many degrees you have if you aren't making X number of dollars. And when I was entering into those spaces, I was looking for information and support. I did not want to be in a setting where um, I would feel defensive or um, positioned to have to defend my industry or to enter that conversation and try to offer more clarity and nuance. That's not why I was there. I was a young academic trying to find information about how to build out a credible business um, that would amplify my knowledge in the marketplace. And instead, I was being met with political and social discourses that were um, really undermining the notion of there being any value to higher education as an industry. Now, let's be clear, both myself and Monica have very robust critiques of higher education as an industry. We have nuanced professional takes on being uh, academics. However, this is what we chose. This is what we chose. And this is where we uh, currently maintain what we might call our, our day jobs. You know, we've done a lot of work and made significant sacrifices to carve out careers in the academy, as have most of our Black academic women peers. And so I think it's important for us to find spaces where we can 
dream about and build out our entrepreneurial endeavors without being confronted with how awful higher education is or how um, the work we do every day with students somehow doesn't really have value. That is not something that we amplify in the work that we do in the academic business and branding brain trust that we'll talk about just a little bit more um, during this episode. And you know, Takia, this happens a lot in my field in religion. I'll speak about Black religious communities because those are the ones with which I'm most familiar. And, you know, as many of us who are, you know, just a couple generations, right, out of being enslaved, out of being uh, sharecroppers, I mean, a couple generations out, education was this thing that you were supposed to pursue, right? Like, go to school because your ancestors had to fight to learn how to read, right? That our education is something that was important and vital and we want to encourage young people to do. And then when you blink your eyes, there's another message that says, it doesn't matter how many degrees you have unless you know this about God or unless you believe this or that, right? About about God or about how salvation works or something of that ilk. And it makes it almost sound like they're mutually exclusive and they're not, right? But you're in... So what we're saying is we don't want to have to be in that kind of environment where on the one hand, your education is important and valued and lauded and esteemed. And then on another hand, it's undermined, right? And or almost attacked unless one adheres to a certain party line or a certain way of doing things. And we understand every field has its politics, whether it's higher education or it's law or it's corporate America, right? There's not um, a job you can have. It doesn't have its own norms, its own ideals, right? Its own challenges. Um, There isn't one, right? This is just the one we've chosen. And so for us, it's important that we're not going to voluntarily put ourselves in spaces that are going to devalue the things that we have really, and many of us, sacrificed and worked really hard to have and that we see some value in. Most of us became teachers because we had great teachers. Most of us became researchers because we've encountered research that changed our lives. And so these things also have kind of a heartbeat in some ways, right? They touch us in ways that are meaningful. And that's one of the reasons why we have gone into the academy. And being academicians means that you're kind of competent, if not great, at three different things that we're asked to do. We're supposed to be researchers. We're supposed to be writers. We're supposed to be teachers. And then there's that fourth thing. We're supposed to have some level of administrative skill because we're going to be doing service, whatever that means in your context. And because all of us have somehow figured out how to do that, and most of us do some of these things with great joy and great expertise, there are a number of skills that we already have going into a business context that many others do not. So when you're looking at those who are often training people how to be adept in their business skill, right, in their businesses, there's a good amount of attention, a good amount of time spent teaching people, well, this is how you teach. This is how you put a class together. This is how you put curriculum together. This is how you coach other people. And most academics already know how to do that. We know how to teach. We know how to transform our students. We know how to set up learning objectives. We know how to put curriculum together. We know how to mentor. We know how to advise. 
that these are parts of the jobs we already have, part of what many of us have been trained to do in getting our advanced degrees. And so we might need to learn business. We might need to learn marketing. We might need to learn taxes, but we generally don't need someone to teach us how to teach or someone to teach us how to advise or how to mentor others, because those are things that we know how to do. So in academic business and branding brain trust, we're not going to spend too much time on the things we already know that people know how to do. (laughs) We're going to spend more time on maybe the business side of it or talking about what does it mean when culture and gender and academia and business all collide into one another, right? When they all meet, we're going to put some energy into that. We'll talk about, oh, how do we make sure this taxes thing works out? Or how do we communicate these, particularly in a market that might not be used to paying for knowledge? So we're going to have conversations about that more so than we are going to about how to actually do a lot of the things that we know that academics already know how to do. I want to stay on this point for a minute because um, I think it's really important to draw this distinction again and make it absolutely crystal clear. You know, we're talking today about why academics need something different in terms of building out our business dreams, breathing life into the entrepreneurial dreams that we might have. And a lot of time is spent, um, particularly in the world of online business development, around this uh, notion that you have to get clear on what do you know? What do you know that you could share with others? What do you know that could change someone else's life? What do you know that you could build into a business? There are people who have built, and I'm not naming names, but there are people who have built entire successful platforms just around that part, just around getting people in a group to niche down and focus on what do you know that you could build a business around? Usually, and this is 10 times out of 10, whenever Monica and I are meeting people who are uh, Black academic women who are exploring entrepreneurship or have already launched a business of some kind, usually there's no confusion about what we know. We know (laughs) what we know. We spent a long time knowing it. We have to demonstrate it in front of committees and groups and at conferences and in our writing. Usually we're not confused about what it is we know. Usually if there is any confusion, it's about, I know a lot of things. What aspect of it brings me the most joy and satisfaction that I want to then build a business around? Whether that's a speaking platform or consulting or online courses, what is it that really gives me joy that I can build my monetization around? But we're usually not confused about what it is we know, right? That's why sometimes paying for and participating in some of those other, I'm going to call them business incubators, um, can be dissatisfying. Because if you've already come in with a very clear handle on a body of academic knowledge, sometimes multiple bodies of academic knowledge, then sitting through a six-week, eight-week, 12-week program to clarify what you know is probably not the best choice. It's probably not um, the best way for you to spend your time. But if you want to be in a community of like-minded individuals who are trying to clarify which aspect of their knowledge base is the most deeply satisfying for them that they'd also like to share with the world in a broader way, 
that's the work that we do in AB3. That is why we built the academic business and branding brain trust. You know, in fact, so many of the people we've worked with and even ourselves, the challenge is that we're multi-talented. And I say that jokingly, but it's really true. Like I said, to do our jobs, we have to be competent, if not amazing, at these four different categories. And so we know how to do a lot of things and how to do them well. And so it then becomes kind of choosing, well, which of these things do I want to do? (laughs) Which of these things am I going to do? Or what am I going to do first? Or what am I going to do now? And for many of us, right, the way our business looks changes over time. And we talk about that too. But where am I going to start? Or if I've already started, I feel like I want to change. And how am I going to make that shift? And it doesn't require usually getting more knowledge. It just might require a shift in what you're offering or a shift in what you're marketing. But these are so many things that we actually already know because we've been required to do it. And we have the letters behind our name to show it. We don't actually have to spend a lot of time even proving to other people that we know what we know or trying to show how, because we've had a certain experience that we are knowledgeable in it, even though many of us are knowledgeable because of our experiences as well. But we have, you know, the real bona fides, you might say, to go along with what we're doing. And Um, if we're going to have them anyway, what we want to talk about then is how are we going to, how are we going to share those with the world, right? How are we going to make those accessible? How are we going to do this in a way that has deep meaning for us who are the business owners ourselves, as well as be able to write monetize those and, and market them in ways that you know, we have a whole section we call marketing without being sleazy, right? And how are we able to do that in ways that feel good to us when a lot of us really do have, you know, I think when I'm talking to my child, I have big feelings about this, right? Uh, I learned when my child, the toddler, talk about big feelings. And now that no one's a toddler, I still say that, like, I have some big feelings about things. And so sometimes we have big feelings about what it means to be branding and marketing and selling. And, you know, those are the kinds of things we're going to talk about while we're going to become more adept at them. And we do that in the brain trust because we get to also do that in community with each other, bouncing ideas around with other like-minded people, right? Because if you're talking to someone else who isn't doing entrepreneurship, but who's an academic, they might not be able to, you know, just think with you on, well, what am I going to call this? Or how am I going to do this? Or should I do it this way? And if you're bouncing ideas off of someone else who's an entrepreneur, but who might not be an academic, you might be thinking about this and coming at it from different angles. And so we want to really put those things together and we get to put those things together in the brain trust. Thank you for joining us for this episode of AB3 Speaks with Monica and Takia. We do this podcast because we want to serve and support Black academic women's entrepreneurial dreams. So subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. We read every one and this will help others to find the show. If you're looking to take the next step in your career, go to blackademicbraintrust.com where you can join our amazing community and get our free resource on the 12 questions you should ask yourself before becoming a Black academic entrepreneur. Our mission is to nurture your entrepreneurial dreams within and beyond the academy and build a business that both sustains and offers you freedom. We look forward to you finding and joining us at blackademicbraintrust.com.
because we want you to win.